Greetings, and great to be back, and we're going to dive right into our exploration into the heart of Christian service. Uh, today's message I'm entitling, Woe is Me. Can we try that again? Warren Wiersbe tells the story of when he and his wife were attending a concert given by one of his favorite musicians, John Rutter. He goes on to say, My wife and I attended a Rutter Conducts Rutter concert at which the noted composer-slash-conductor composer uh, did a very strange thing. After the applause had ceased, following a choral number, John Rutter turned to the audience and said, Do you mind if we do that one again? I think we can do better. I was stunned. The first performance seemed excellent to me, but the ear of the gifted conductor heard something that the rest of us missed. The choir sang the song again, and Mr. Rudder seemed pleased. Have any of you pastors out there ever had those moments where you wish that you could turn to your congregation and offer to give them a sermonic replay? I doubt that the approval would ever be granted, but if it could be so, I'm relatively certain that any feelings of disappointment to clear your conscience for not having done your best might just be relieved. Now, we've all had those moments, no matter what ministry or function that we've participated in, where we felt that despite our hours of preparations, we failed in our mission. So, here's the question. What do Christian workers do when they feel like they've done a poor job of serving the Lord? If any of you out there are counselors or in a position where you have counseled others in situations like this, you might find yourself saying something like, Well, remember that you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. I'd rather learn from other people's mistakes. It doesn't cost me as much. Now, if that philosoph philosophical statement that we just mentioned above is true, how do we learn from our failures? Well, I can tell you how we won't learn. By letting down by moping and feeling sorry for ourselves. That's one way for sure to allow our adversary in the door. Remember, he can't read our minds, but he can read our actions, and he does. He's, if he sees you moping and discouraged, you've just given him ample ammo to use in his playbook against you. He is relentless, and uh, this way of negative behavior on your part will only prepare you and set you up for your next failure. So what's the best and smartest thing you can do? Evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. Discover what went wrong and fix it. If you were not prepared, then prepare properly the next time. If you were not at your, physically, uh, your best physically, then make the changes to not let that happen again. Maybe it was a bad attitude or a lack of spiritual preparation or maybe uh, the ever-popular uh, being overconfident. Maybe you were too cocky. Whatever the cause or causes, you must find them out and make the necessary adjustments to ensure success, not repeated failure at your next rodeo. But listen carefully. During this process, you must, at all costs, avoid any inclinations that will drain you either emotionally or spiritually or both.
the bottom line, develop the enough is enough, that's it kind of thinking. Evaluate, but don't beat yourself up. Because like I said earlier, when the chips are down and you are down, the adversary piles on. He never lets up. Always remember that. So make your adjustments and get back on your horse. Get busy and get moving. Now, while the author is unknown, there's a definition for failure that is quoted very often. It states that failure is the path of least persistence. So what is our perception of failure? Well, maybe the one that hits hardest is that we are not as good or as great as we thought we were. As members of the human race, we are destined to fail and fall sometimes. But the key thing is that failing or falling doesn't make us failures. Watch this. Now, I love baseball. Now, any of you out there that are baseball fans know that a benchmark for hitting is the 300 average, which is very elusive to uh, many hitters. Now, what that means is that you failed 7 out of every 10 times that you went up to the plate, only coming up with a hit 3 times out of 10, 30%. Wow. So, you are considered a good hitter if you consistently put up a 300 average. And that's failing again 70% of the time, and you're considered a good hitter. I mean, let's face it, a 500 average would be exceptional, and you would be considered to be not human. And that represents failing 50% of the time. So, you could fail 50% of the time as a hitter in baseball, and you would be considered not human you would be considered unbelievable. And I mean, this puts some things in perspective, right? Failure has a way of keeping us humble. But be sure that it's true humility and not punctured pride, which says, how could this happen to me? That's what punctured pride says. You see, true humility says, man, I've really, I'm really surprised that this doesn't happen a lot more often. And here is a really important point in all of this. Even when your ministry may look like a failure to you, it may be used by God to do His work and help someone. Those pastors that question those sermons that they think they failed at delivering well may indeed find out someday that someone was impacted in a positive way and even saved as a result of that very sermon. To quote Warren Wiersbe again, of all the books I've published, the one I think is the poorest written and contains the weakest exposition is the one that has sold the most copies. Who am I to argue with my pub public? End of quote. Now, if you only take one thing away from this message, it should be this. Do your work heartily unto the Lord and not unto men. Do it by faith and leave the results with the Lord. You see, one of the greatest things about partnering with the Lord is that He gives us the resources to succeed, the direction that we need, and He is responsible for the results. Wow! A partnership like that is the greatest that you could ever enter into. So when you strike out, don't sit in the dugout lamenting, but rather start getting mentally prepared to hit that home run the next time up. See you next time.